Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Recording live from my dining room in the middle of nowhere, Alice Springs, Australia. This is the Dog Pound Down Under. Welcome everyone to the first ever episode uh, of the Dog Pound Down Under, um, you know, a show that's about uh, everything to do with the Cleveland Browns, our beloved Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm going to give you a bit of an Australian perspective into a very American sport. Um, you know, we're going to be following uh, upcoming games and just talking everything to do with the Browns. So I'm, I'm one of your hosts, David Thomas. I'll throw across to uh, my, my co-host, uh, Tommy, Tommy Zampa. Thank you, DT. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to join you on this podcast, episode one. Um, you got me into the into the Browns, part of the DAS, which you'll touch on later. Um, but it's an absolute pleasure to be here, mate. And um, I'll throw over to Connor Harnish-Farga, Pinhead, um, and uh, introduce himself. Oh, thanks, guys. DT, Tommy, uh, absolute pleasure to be involved, one in the Dog Pound Down Under. Um, it's an absolute honour to be a part of the Cleveland Browns. Oh, the Browns. Um, it stretches far and wide, clearly. We could not be further away from Cleveland um, physically, but a little bit of Cleveland's in everyone's heart, so I think so. I'm absolutely stoked to be here. It's going to be an absolute ball. Absolutely. Great to have you, fellas. Thanks for making the effort to get here and for putting together a bit of content for our what will no doubt be our millions of subscribers uh, very shortly. So I think we should start off by just discussing kind of a bit of a background as to why we even started this podcast while we're sitting in my dining room, uh, getting very clammy in the heat here in Alice Springs. But uh, basically, uh, myself, David, I'm a, I'm a long-time NFL fan. I love the game, love the sport. Outside of uh, Aussie Rules footy, it's uh, hands down my favourite sport. I love the tactics. I love the physicality. I love the build-up to games. I love, I love everything about it. And, um, you know, I played Madden every season on the Xbox. <laughs> Used to roll with the Giants, funny enough, but uh, I've since seen the light and I've come across come across to the dog pound in the in recent years, but Good man. absolutely love it. And uh, what really what really sold me on the Browns was I fell in love more or less with their mediocrity. For, for me, <laughs> for me, sports, it's more about the journey, not the destination. Yep. I feel like once you get to the pinnacle, once you, once you hit the highest of highs, you want to have a really cool story behind you. You want, to, you, want it, you want it to be a struggle. You want it to be a battle. You don't want things handed yeah. to you. I mean, you could have copped out and gone the Patriots. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You're winning bowls left, right, and center. But here we see it, supporting the Browns. <laughs> and so basically, um, it got to a point where I, just, I needed others to suffer with me. I needed, <laughs> I needed an avenue to vent. I needed someone around me who, who would get around the Browns and someone I could discuss all things Browns with. So I formed more or less the DAS at, a, I believe it was a chat at the football. Uh, one afternoon I was carrying on about the Browns and someone actually took interest, which shocked me. But, um, you know, that was, uh, that was three years ago and we're currently uh, 11 members strong. Uh, so basically we're just a Facebook messenger group that I pretty much just annoy with everything to do with the Cleveland Browns. I message the boys, give a pre- bit of a preview, bit of a review of the weekend's actions. And, um, you know, to get in though, we didn't just want any any Joe blogs off the street. We wanted, um, you know, you had to do a bit of research. You had to have a favorite player and you absolutely had to own a piece of uh, Cleveland Browns merchandise, which here in the Outback is, is can be a bit easier said than done. <laughs> the more vintage, the better. Yeah, it's very good. So it's very good. Um, and anyway, so that was three years ago and here we are now. We thought, what's the best way to expand this thing? What's the best way to um, to get more pups in the kennel at the, uh, at the dog pound? And, um, you know, I started listening to some podcasts recently and my, uh, I'm getting on a bit. 
and podcasts <laughs> tend, tend to be a bit of a, an older man thing. And so I'm listening to podcasts, and obviously I look up the Cleveland Browns, and I found the, the Dogs of War podcast. So it's run by uh, Rolly Davis, whose uh, Insta, Insta handle is the Angry Browns fan. He's a very popular man, and he does a great job um, with the uh, Dogs of War podcast. I really enjoy listening to it. It's something I look forward to every week. And, um, you know, from there I thought... Why not? Like, there's not a lot else to do here in Alice Springs. We might as well sit down, chat a bit of nonsense about 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 something that we're interested in. And um, shout out to my beautiful girlfriend Hannah for the uh, for the dog pound down under name inspiration. She put that together, and that was fantastic. So that's a bit of a background of me. I'll pass over to yourself, Tommy Zampa. I think you are you are the newest member of the uh, Dog Pound Appreciation Society, DAS. The new the newest member to DAS, yeah. Just um, a bit of bit of background on yourself, mate. Why, why are you here? Why are you sitting in my dining room? <laughs> Big lover of NFL football. So I, I love everything from college football. College football is probably what got me in. I reckon Foxtel used to broadcast every single college game. And on a Saturday and a Sunday, you could wake up at all ungodly hours of the day and you could watch some live college football. So Johnny Menzel, I took a real keen interest. Oh. And then, bang, he's absolutely dogged the boys over at Cleveland. Money Menzel. Money Menzel. <laughs> so, and then when you sort of came across and I came across yourself and, and you were wearing all the Cleveland Browns merch and stuff like that, I thought, you know what? It'd be really easy to cop out here and go for someone like the Patriots, the Saints, you know, the Broncos, <laughs> yeah. the Packers, hell, the Steelers. <laughs> and so when the opportunity came to join the Browns, well... You know, why hold back? Let's go. And uh, I haven't turned Love back it. since. And uh, this year and the boys and the team and the, the people of Cleveland, I'm sold. I mean... Fantastic, mate. Who did you roll with? Uh, obviously, you had to declare a favourite player and uh, a bit of Browns merch. I see you've got the uh, very, very vintage very brown, vintage brown. orange on brown tee on. I'm mm, loving that. Thank um, you. But yeah, who did you take a liking to when you looked a bit further into the team? Conklin. Jackie the big Conklin. fella. Yeah, the big fella. Nice. I myself, I, I certainly wouldn't be a receiver. Um, <laughs> I'd probably join those boys at the uh, the dinner table, the O line and the D line. So, um, what they've been able to do this year, uh, Conklin, you're my boy. Sensational! Thanks for that, Tommy. It's great to have you on board, and uh, we'll move on to someone who is actually a heritage member Ooh. of the DAS, oh, one, no. of, one of the OGs, one of the originals, uh, Connor Harnishfiger. Connor, you've been here for a while. We've been through some rough seasons. We've been through a bit. I still remember carrying on when Baker Mayfield got subbed in for a concussed Tyrod Taylor against the Jets, and he led us to victory. And we 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 sort of looked at each other and thought, "This could be this could be our man. This could be the turning point." And Mm. here we are, three years later. Browns are in the playoffs. Bit of background on yourself, mate. Take it away, David Davies. So look, yeah, I'm the same. Always been a massive fan of NFL. you know, one big thing for me is the Super Bowl's always around my birthday. So I'm 6th of Feb, um, always around my birthday. So I could always, you know, take the day off work for my birthday. But oh. it would often be, you know, a Super Bowl day. It's crazy. Um, but, I, but I never really had a team. And I thought, I, I want a team. Um, and then, you know, you were obviously carrying on about your beloved Browns. And you <laughs> wanted someone to come with you. And obviously knew the story of the... Mm. the was it, Owen oh, sixteen Browns, the, uh, the Hugh Jackson, the Hugh Jackson days. They were that was when we were very rightfully referred to as the mistake on the lake, uh, <laughs> the factory of sadness. Those were tough times. Those were lean and, years, um, but it's made it's made. Well, this year. and you're absolutely right. I just absolutely I thought I, I could get around this, and you used to wake up at godly hours because you got to understand to our obviously our listeners over in the states mm. that NFL games here in Alice Springs are about. 
3.30 a.m. Monday morning. Love those prime uh, times. Love the prime yeah. times. So, you know, a bit, a bit of Monday-itis. A couple of new, newborn kids in this uh, in this group. And um, so it's tough watching and it would have been tough for you, DT. And I thought this this guy needs a, a bit of a shoulder to cry on. And yeah, I, think you know, I was more than happy sympathy. to do that. Yeah, no, not in sympathy. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, say it. Stick with it. Say it and stick with it. Um, but look, the, the more I follow the Browns, I just think that Every every human on earth has a little bit of Cleveland Brown in them. Um, e- even the real average humans, way way deep down. Um, but it is just it's the it's the soul of American football is mm. is the Cleveland Browns, um, and the fact that it can it can reach us out here. Uh, just absolutely, we are in the middle of nowhere here. Yeah. <laughs> we are in the middle of Australia in the desert, and Bloody here we are at your dining dining room talking about the Cleveland Browns and how much we love them. So I think that's that's just stunning. Doesn't get much better, mate. Does not get much better. So look, fantastic bit of background on the on myself and Tommy and Connor, which is fantastic. Just to let our viewers know, you know, why we're here, what why we're doing what we're doing and whatnot. So just want to drop into a bit of a season review. Like obviously we've come to the table a bit late here. God, I wish we got onto this a bit earlier. Um, I expect the next season we'll be all over this. It'll be massive, oh. but. You know, we've come in at a good time. We're in the playoffs, but a um, bit of a season review. So obviously, eleven and five regular season record, Ooh, which is unreal, outrageous. Our unreal. first, our first winning season in God knows how many years. Well, I mean, last year was you know, six and ten, six and, and ten, and that was a great year. And that was a good year. <laughs> that was a really good year. <laughs> really good year. Pretty happy with that. So a new coach, Kev Stefanski. If if there's not a statue of this man at the front <laughs> of First Energy Stadium by the time he's finished at Cleveland, I'll be absolutely shocked. Absolutely shocked. I love me some Kevin Stefanski. Great jawline. I've noticed that um, they've had to wear the COVID masks this year, so hopefully those things are gone by the start of next season and we can really appreciate Kevin for all of his masculine beauty. But uh, no, Coach Stefanski seems to have the team humming along really well. I feel like all year we've just had a series of like semi, semi-long-term injuries oh. to some guys who are just really star players. Yep. So, you know, the obvious one that sticks out, OBJ, OBJ, you know, love Odell. Like the chemistry between him and him and Baker, like you know, it hasn't quite been there. But I will never, I will never subscribe to the idea that you lose one of the best players in the NFL and your team becomes better. Mm-hmm. I just think it was a bit of a chemistry issue. I felt like we were getting better, mm-hmm. and I felt like if OBJ was still around, he'd be doing a lot of damage. He'd oh, a lot of damage. Absolutely. Um, outside of him, though, I've got another couple. So obviously, shocking news with big Olivier Vernon going mm-hmm. down on the weekend to an Achilles. Um, you know, all the best to him. I personally think it might be the last that we've seen of Olivier in a, in a Browns in a Browns um, yeah. kit. He's uh, he's set for set for a big contract next year, and I just don't think we're going to pay him that we're amount. Um, one guy that really hurt as well with the injuries was Grant Delpit, second round uh, rookie draft pick, safety. We've really struggled giving up big players. Grant Delpit's this like hybrid sort of player yeah. that can he can cover really well, but he also comes up in the box and makes really good tackles mm. in the running game. And I feel like that's just been such an underrated, uh, an underrated loss for the team all yeah. season. So I think once we get Grant Delpit in and Greedy Williams as oh. well, the secondary has been savage this year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Greedy Williams is a really good player. I really enjoy watching Greedy Williams play. He's had his critics, but I feel like um, you know, hopefully he gets his shoulder right. He's had nerve damage in his shoulder, which has stopped him from um, from suiting up this year. But I think with Grant Delpit. And uh, Gritty Williams back. That secondary next year will be fantastic. And and then just just other injuries. Wyatt Teller has has been on and off. He just hasn't yeah. been able to find much continuity this year. And you know, um, as we'll touch on a bit later, the, the man's a superstar. He's an absolute superstar. Juice Landry just continues to play banged up. Like um, you know, he broke some ribs against the Colts. 
played out the next three games with smashed up ribs and just he's he's a beast of a man. And then Baker Mayfield as well, like he copped he copped some big hits early mm. in the season before yep. he before he hit a bit of form. But you know, to the boys' credit, they've just stuck through it all. COVID has hammered the team. I don't think any other team in the league has been hammered by COVID the and, way the Cleveland Browns. And we are. we sit here two days out of the playoff game, and, and it may ravaged. still hammer us we'll, again. We'll touch on that. We'll touch we'll on that a bit later on. Sorry, but despite all that. Despite all the COVID, all the injuries, new coach, new system, Baker's fourth coach in three years, here we are. For the first time in 18 season, Come on, boys. the Cleveland Browns are in the playoffs. Outrageous effort, outrageous effort by all involved. Um, and I just wanted to just wanted to head back to you two fellas. Just give me what, what you think's been your highlight and then your low light of the season. Low light for me has to be the injuries you touched on. We... I mean, we sit here now about to enter our first playoff in 18 years mm. and we just talked about three or four guys who are absolute assets to the organisation. I mean, OBJ, the biggest signing, you know, the Cleveland Browns have had in a while and in saying that, a big signing that actually performed well mm. for us and looked like he could really continue to do that for us sitting on the sidelines. So, well, like for me, injuries, the COVID side of things, you know, the players that have had to sit out, the players that may still need to sit out. Highlight... I mean, I actually think the additions that the Browns mm. have brought into the side this year. You, you look back, historically, you would potentially say Browns have been one of the worst performers in the offseason. The drafts, the signings. Very hit and miss. Very hit and miss. And then this year, 2020, we're bringing in some big boys. Big names. And the team's thrived. So I'm happy to be a part of it. I'm looking forward to what's to come. Fantastic. Over to you, Mr. Pin. Uh, look, my low light's pretty similar. Obviously, COVID for worldwide has been a bit of a low light, but it seems like Bloody COVID. the COVID's the most brownly brown thing ever, and to strike <laughs> is so close to this playoff game. Um, but also for me, you know, picking out an individual game, um, I thought the Jets game, oh. the Jets game, uh, you know, we just needed to win that to to lock in a playoff spot. You know, playing the, the Jets. Yeah. Um, what were they? One and. Well, at the time, one and thirteen. No, I don't know. We it was a game that we had no right to lose. Yeah. We get our, no, we had no wide receivers. Yeah, and um, for that game, we we were absolutely gutted, um, and we almost looked like we might get there and just died a very slow death. A very yeah. slow death against, the, and oh, getting out to watch that game was absolute torture. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, it's like like most Browns games, you know, we expect a little bit of torture now and then. Um, obviously, highlights making the playoffs. I mean, it's hard to go past that. Outrageous. Um, from an individual point of view, this guy, probably my second favourite player behind okay. Miles Garrett, um, the grub, Nick Chubb. Oh, I like oh. The grub, Nick Chubb. Oh. I think, and this could be, you know, this is a pretty big Steam statement, training. in his third season, um, I think he's the second best running back in the league. Well, um, behind Big D Henry. Um, pretty hard to go past, can't, the, can't big go past the big guy. Um, he's, a big, he's a big boy. But, you know, you look, you look at Chubb's numbers um, and just the impact he has and mm-hmm. the freedom he, he gives Bake. Um, you know, Baker's in a little bit of trouble. You know, early in the game, yeah. just hand hand the rock off to Chubb and let's work into this thing. Um, I think his season has been phenomenal. He is an absolute beast. I was looking, he's, so he's he's five eleven. Yep, and he's two twenty seven pounds. So that's one hundred and three kilos. The man's a barfridge. That's and it. He's quick. Yeah, he's super quick. So I would not want him running at me. And in that same breath, I mean, Kareem Hunt. Yeah. So you put the two of them together. They'd have to be one of the most deadly duos 
Um, in the league. That's yeah. Perfect. And yeah. so so for me, you know, obviously making playoffs and um, the grub, Nick Chubb. Sensational boys. Sensational, sensational. So I'll I'll, I'll touch on my uh, my low light first. I'll start off on a bit of a bad note. So I really was shattered with the OBJ injury. Mm-hmm. The OBJ injury, I think, uh, you know, he's a tough guy to like sometimes, OBJ, but mm. we just do not get big signings in Cleveland. <laughs> no. We just we do no. not have these megastar players come along and, and suit up for the Browns. And I know things weren't quite happening um, as well as we would have liked with OBJ and his production and whatnot. And, uh, you know, he was showing visible frustration on the bench. But I feel like that's what you get with the men. Like, yep. that, that's what you get with Odell. Like... But at the same time, I look back to that Dallas game when uh, it was an absolute shootout oh. and Odell Beckham tore the absolute roof off the house. When, when he's on, he's the best wide receiver. When in the game. Jerry's oh. world, when in the Jerry's world and took the piss. I think three touchdowns, Juice hit him with a big long bomb. Mm. He, he got the end around and ran it in for the match winner. Yep. Like the man, the man dominated, and I felt like that was the absolute best. I felt, felt like he was getting he, he's his there, best. He's there. And then pop goes the ACL. And next year, do we see Mayfield and OBJ ironing out those issues and coming together? I really hope so. I really like because he's contracted. Like yep. he's, he's he's contracted. He's contracted. So. We've got him for free. Like we, well, we've got him for free. We've got him for a lot of money. But it's not like we're paying this dude any more money. No. So why, why, would, why would you, you know, unless they're going to trade him for defensive help, which I can see that would make sense. Mm. But uh, I would love Odell, Odell back in general oh, I think Od- to be back. Yeah, if Odell's firing, that's just another string, string to the yeah, bow. Yeah, big um, time. Where we obviously go and win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. the back-to-back. Uh, yes. <laughs> and my highlight. I love this man. I, I, from the moment we drafted him with pick one, all those years ago, to now, I love the swagger he brings. I love the just the intensity and the competitiveness. Yep. And he's a leader of men. Yep. You look down on the field with the Cleveland Browns, who have been a rabble, an absolute rabble for so, so long. And you know who the big dog is on that team. You know who the boys are looking for. You know who the voice in the room is. It's Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Big Baker Mayfield. And his improvement has been... Incredible! A year ago, throwing I think it was a, a league high amount of interceptions. interceptions to yep. this year, going a street a, a, a stretch of ten games with only throwing one pick. And it'd be fair to say, you know, a few Cleveland supporters didn't think he was the man. Mm. Come well, the end of the season last year, start of this season, I didn't think he was going to be the man. I, you're exactly right. And I think he gets savaged in the media. He gets yep, savaged he in the American media. This is a guy who's carried a you know the worst franchise historically in the NFL. Into, into the playoffs. I, I think touching on Nick Chubb, I think the running game helps a lot because defences have to come up and yeah. play against Kareem and Nick Chubb. And then Baker Mayfield goes over the top. And yep. you know, he's got great chemistry with Juice, great chemistry with Rashad. Mm. And like it's just like, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a joy to watch Baker Mayfield shut a few mouths in the media this year. And, and that's been my highlight. And I, God, I hope they extend him. I really want to buy, oh. another, I really want to buy another Browns jersey. I bought, a, I bought a Christian Kirksey jersey years ago when he was sort of a mainstay and a captain of the team when we were terrible. And I thought, Kirko will be around for a while. And he hung around, he hung around, but just injuries got him. Yeah. And they ended up shipping him off to Green Bay. I still love the jersey. It's, it's hanging on the end of the table. Oh, yeah. the chair at the end of the table. Kirko, come back to Kirko. Come back, Kirko. I love you, bro. Captain, but I mean, captain Kirk. I mean, oh. what option do the Browns have QB-wise? I mean... What Case Keenum. No. I mean, either we, we stick with Baker yeah, got or it. we... Jump into that rabble of yeah, you know. Do we sign? We're back on the carousel. Aged quarterbacks to one or two year deals. Yeah. It doesn't work. No, we're back on the carousel. No, I think bake, Baker and Stefanski just yeah, shake and yep. bake, shake and bake. And, and bringing out bringing out the absolute best. And we bring in OBJ hopefully. 
Yeah, and another another string to the bow. So that's that's the season in in review to this point. Coming up this weekend though, the biggest game for a bit, at least twenty years, oh. <laughs> at, least, at least twenty years in the Browns in the Browns history. This is massive. Wild card weekend in Pittsburgh. I want to do a bit of a preview here. I'm just going to touch on a few key points. Um, we have lost 17 straight games in Pittsburgh. It is the third longest ever away losing streak uh, to a team. So you're saying we're due? What I'm saying we are absolutely due is we would be due, and we are due. <laughs> but COVID currently has ruled out safety Ronnie Harrison, who mm. I adore. I love the way the man goes gutted, about it. Gutted. Offensive lineman, and this one hurts. This one hurts everyone in the land. I love my big boys. Joel Batonio. Oh, that hurts you in the soul. Joel Batonio has been He's in the, the ground. Soul. He's been there for 16 years. I feel like the man was there when the Browns were founded. Yeah. When they were taken to Baltimore and when they came back, he was with them all the way. And he's going to miss the playoff game, and no one deserves to be there more. And on top of that, you're looking at tight end rookie Harrison Bryant. Uh, veteran cornerback Kevin Johnson and uh, Kadaryl Hodge, who actually played oh, yeah. a low-key, very, um, very important role last week. He couple was of, great. A couple of really good grabs, and he, he's also a very good blocker in the run game. Mm. Like he just does, just does the grunt work. And I really like Kadaryl Hodge, so I think that's an underrated loss. But you know, it could be worse. I thought this was going to blow out. I thought it could have been way worse. But on top of that, the naughty boys. No, <laughs> the, uh, no, no, no. There's more COVID the issues. More COVID issues. <laughs> Head coach Kevin Stefanski, offensive line coach Bill Callahan, tight ends coach Drew Petzing, defensive backs coach Jeff Howard are all out of this game. So it's going to take a lot of leadership on the sideline. I reckon we've got it. How does it work? Do they, they, they phone in? They zoom in? No, so he's not allowed to coach. Not allowed. They can talk to the boys right up until basically kickoff. Yeah. And so then, even during the game, he can't nah. be in a box nah. a thousand miles away? Absolutely not. So, which I find a bit—it's a bit ridiculous. Like, surely the technology is the coach. He should be allowed to coach. He's yeah. not going to give anyone COVID through the phone. I would have yeah. thought. But um, so a special teams coach, his name uh, eludes me at this point. But he's going to step uh, up. AVP. 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 Very good. He's going to step up and uh, coach the Browns. He's going to play call. Cool. So that's right. a, that's a that's a big you know. Geez, it's it's stacking up, but it's a big it's a big you know it's a big issue to lose all those coaches, and surely it'll affect the boys. And they've been they've been headstrong on it all week. That'll have no effect on the on the result of the game. But um, you know, let's see how we go. In good news, sorry, Tom. Well, good opportunity for someone like Baker Mayfield to step up. One hundred percent. Yeah, we're going to look for different guys now. You know, the O line, the D line, Baker, Chubb, Chubb in the backfield. You know, these guys step up. There's let's still go. enough quality. There's still Absolutely. enough quality. So the silver lining. Is that we might get back superstar cornerback Denzel Ward? I love this man. He is Denzel. currently currently my favourite uh, Cleveland Browns player. He really? shuts down one half of the field and is just so important to the oh, to everything that was to everything we do. And uh, also uh, former Super Bowl MVP and uh, I think a very important cog to our defense as well. Veteran linebacker Malcolm Smith may also find himself available for, wow. for this game. And that'll just add... And already BJ Goodson, uh, another veteran linebacker, has been activated off the okay. COVID list. Yep. So we're starting to get these boys back on defense. Losing Ronnie sucks. Um, but I feel like if Denzel's back, yep. like you know, uh, that's a huge win for us. Um, obviously, no practice all week due to the, due to the outbreak. And um, on top of that... On top of that... My man, Rashad Hollywood Higgins, 
And the big boy, Jedrick Wills Jr., our uh, first-round draft pick who's been sensational, yeah. both cited during the week by the uh, law enforcement in the land for drag racing, more or less. Uh, didn't, didn't one of them tweet, whoops, my foot slipped? Yeah, I believe that. It was Rashad. Rashad. I mean, you don't get the nickname Hollywood. No, you don't. You don't. Uh, Look, a bit of a top. I don't see this as a massive issue. Uh, the, no. Kevin's defense, he's already said that the, the, the Browns have addressed it. But for God's sake, boys, not oh, not, now, not no. this week. We've lost we've lost guys to COVID. We've lost guys to injury. We can't lose Rashad Hollywood Higgins and Jedrick Wills Jr. to to drag racing charges. For goodness sake, I just think for the next you know obviously for this week and and the weeks to come, no doubt. Yeah, boys, let's lock the cars up. <laughs> put them in the shed. Put, put it the on. Shed. Put it on lockdown. Put it on lockdown. Put them in the get, shed, lads. Get a smart car. <laughs> and finally, the last thing that I'll touch on on this game. There has been shots fired in the Twitter sphere. Shots fired, boys! Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju, the, t- the TikTok superstar. The guy that dances on the logo of the opposition oh, squad. My yeah. days. Uh, he's come out in an interview and he's called the Browns the same old Browns. He sees them as nothing more than the same blank grey faces that he sees every year. The Browns are the Browns. So that was, you know, that was a bit of a kick, kick in the nuts to the dog pound, and I dare say there'll be repercussions come uh, Monday in Australia for that. And bizarrely enough, in another interview, when questioned about superstar cornerback Denzel Ward, uh, he more or less summed up Denzel Ward's ability to play by saying, "quote unquote, he's a light skin, so he probably gets lots of girls." <laughs> I just, I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. Is it- Obviously, we don't hear that sort of um, chat. In the, is, is that some sort of American slang? Or I mean, I, is that a compliment? I don't know. I, you know, I watched an interview <laughs> with the Yellowstone Wolf this week, oh. and he made more sense than what Juju did this week. Juju Smith Schuster. So Twitter beef's <laughs> popping off. So Juju's gone on record having a bit of a pop at the Browns, and the People's Champion, who's been a bit out of form this year, mind you. Mac Wilson oh. has fired back on Twitter. Dirty Mac. He loves it. I'm glad to hear it. Mac Wilson loves the it. The truck. He's, uh, he's replied with a, <laughs> with a bit of a, a GIF emoji, emoji, however you want to say it, pretty much saying, stop the chat. Stop the chat, Juju. See you Sunday, brother. Primetime football. Shard Hollywood Higgins as well jumped on the Twitter sphere and had a little pop at Juju as well. So, you know, something something else to add to the game. So Love a bit of beef. But, you know, with all that, with all the, all the outs... And with uh, all the COVID and the, the losing streak, it, it, you know, if we're being honest, it doesn't read well. It doesn't read well for our beloved We don't make rounds. it that much sweeter. Absolutely. But for our first ever segment, we have a bit of insight into the game. I'm going to pass over to Tommy Zampa for the first ever instalment of Tommy's Keys to Victory. DT, thank you, brother. Uh, now, you guys know I'm a bit of a stats man. I love the numbers of the game. Love it. Um, I love the contracts, I love the dollars, but more importantly, I love the numbers. So, how are the Browns going to edge past the Steelers? Well, I think it's possible. I know it's possible, and it starts with our defence. Now, a lot of people in the media and Steelers supporters have come out and said, you know, the team that the Browns beat last week was a, you know, underdone, you know, second-rate Steelers team. Now, we can only beat the team that's put on the field, and we did exactly that. So... In 2020, the Browns' defense has had 11 interceptions, 17 forced fumbles, in which we recovered 11. Pittsburgh running game is very poor. They, they, they realistically, I, I don't think they have a running game that's strong enough to stand up against our D-line. 
Very nice. Yep. They did so, struggle last week as well. Yeah, well, that, they and that was without BJ Goodson and Malcolm Smith, who hopefully, for the love of God, are back. <laughs> <laughs> they struggle to find yards, and the average age of their starting O-line is 31. They're aging. Now, this inability to create gaps and space for their RB means they turn to Big Ben and his passing game. <clears throat> now, last week, the Steelers only ran for 85 yards as a collective and not one touchdown. Big Ben is weeks away from his 39th birthday. Mm, long not, in the tooth. He's long in the long tooth. In the tooth. <laughs> and his arm is no longer the powerful weapon it once was. Now, Ben leads the league with dropped catches. Mm. 37 this season. So the, the closest to Ben is Matt Stafford on 29, eight behind him. Good work, Juju. So, you know, Brown sits sixth in the NFL for passing deceptions, 11. And, you know, if we can exploit this area of the game... I think we're on. I think we're on with a real chance. I like it. And along with our defensive line, led by Miles, we need to be sacking Big Ben. Oh, the big, the big boy. The big Miles. The big Miles. Now, we currently average three sacks per game. Decent number. Um, And, and, you know, most lines would be happy with that. Vermont out with a knee injury is a huge loss for our line. He has nine sacks, 12 tackles uh, for loss, and 16 QB hits. Big Olivier, get well, mate. Yeah. Now, Clayburn and Gustin, you must step up, boys. Must step up. Clayburn, 3.5 sacks this season. And worryingly, Gustin Zip. He's a role player. Doesn't get a lot of time. No. Gustin, but he'll, he'll get a lot this week. Just needs one. Just, Just needs one. one. Just needs one. One or two to get one a start. <laughs> one or two. I like it. One or two. Now, Ben's been sacked 13 times this season. Um, we must exploit it and shut down their offensive game. So, for me, defense is a big one. I think you boys will agree. Huge, oh, massive, huge. I feel like we've got to get turnovers. Like we we do give up yards, we do give up big plays, um, and I feel like turnovers will be massive. It's, it does can... hurt us in the games where we've lost. Yes, yeah. I think it's been our defense which has yeah. has let us down a little bit. So one or but, two turnovers would go a long way. But yeah, they can, if they can win us this game, Ooh. secondly, the the partnership. I'm going to call it the partnership between the running game and the O line. Okay. You know, our offensive line, open up the game for Chubb. So against Pittsburgh last week, key blocks by Hooper and Conklin, open up for Chubb, 47-yard touchdown on our first play of the game. That's huge. Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. We met with sign on the dotted line, we're done. Now, we were able to extend our lead to 10-zip in the second quarter, and then, you know, to go on, leading into the third quarter, 17-9. We start strong. We start strong with our running game. We're going to win this game. Now, Nick Chubb ran 14 times, average of 7.7 yards, carry totaling 108 yards for the game. Monster numbers. Mm. Monster numbers. I mean, give the man the ball. Now, Steelers throughout the 2020 season had a very solid defense in the running game. They ranked 11th in the competition, allowing on average 111 yards. So similar to obviously what they allowed last week. Mm. In saying that, the four games prior, they've allowed 144 yards, 1.25 touchdowns per game, and four and a half yards a carry. So we get the ball to Chubb. He averaged 7.7 last last week per carry. I think that's an area we can exploit to win this game. Our offensive line, currently ranked number one for both passing and running yards. Bill Callahan, Bill Callahan as we discussed, has done a fantastic job. Yeah, very much so. Conklin ended the season as the highest ranked right tackle in the league. However, the biggest surprise of the season was the big man to Conklin's left, White Teller. I love him at right guard, and I think uh, he's done a great job. So, again, Maple's passing game and decision making as QB has improved, mm-hmm. and he's going to be he's going to be required. But 
I think as long as our O-line supports Mayfield as it has and allows us to do that two dimensions, running and passing game, we win our first first playoff game since 1994. And that's, it's going to be massive. Absolutely massive. TJ, yeah. TJ Watt back for the Steelers. Yeah, TJ Watt. Uh, he was not there last week. Yeah, um, yeah if we if we let him start to dominate, things things could get ugly. So I'm yeah, back in the boys. Absolutely. Back in the big boys in the yeah. line. I think two player football, mate. It gets cold this time of year in America. You've got to run the, you've got to run the footy. You've yeah, got to run the footy. It's very tricky to throw it in these conditions. Uh, playoff footy, it's about running the ball, eating the clock, playing defense. Yeah, Sand play, smart football. Third and final key, one that I think you boys will agree with, it's playoff time. Oh, baby. Anything, it is. It is playoff time. Absolutely anything <laughs> can happen. The, you know, yes, we won last week, and, and yes, it wasn't the best Steelers side that we've come up against, but mm-hmm. it's playoffs. First time in 18 years, it's got to mean something to the boys. It's got to mean something to the guys. So, firstly, no fans allowed at the game for the Steelers. Home game, no advantage. I think that plays into us. Big Ben in the media this year, this week, um, you know, clearly said they're very disappointed. They're shattered that they can't have their fans there. Um, neutral ground. Neutral ground. I think it's a neutral ground. So, and again, I think, you know, our D-line shuts down their running game. That You know, they don't exceed 100 yards. We're in with a real chance. And I think our offense is good enough to beat the Steelers in a shootout. And that's where I think our defense is key. We go to a shootout. Like you touched on before, DT, Landry, Higgins, you know, with the loss of OBJ, these guys step up, um, you know, and we start to lead. We start to lead the game. Oh, I can get out in front as well. If we, I feel like we can get out to an early lead. Like an early lead's really important because once you get out to that early lead, if you have to late in the game, you can eat the clock. You can oh, run yeah. the ball, eat the clock, uh, keep their offense off the field. So I feel like the first the first half is is huge. Like I mean, it sounds stupid to say it out loud, but like the first ha- half of this game for the Browns in particular is is massive. We have yeah. to set the tone. Yeah, and I think just again, like you said, like if we get out to an early lead, we can allow Mayfield to play as he as he as as he pleases. Yeah, he can start to play to make some really big plays. Start to take shots downtown. Start to sling that arm. Gun sling that arm downtown. And all of a sudden, that freedom to play. So, my third point, it's a playoff game. Anything can happen. Browns, first playoff game in 18 years. I think we're in just, I just think the desire from the boys, the willingness to play, the willingness to win, we're going to get up. Yeah. And I think it's almost, obviously, it sucks to have, you know, Stefanski mm. out, um, Ronnie Harris, all these guys out, um, OBJ injury, but we knew that's, that happens time time. But with yeah. all these COVID outs, we haven't been able to practice. Um, it does help a little bit that it's against Pittsburgh. So we played them last week, so Absolutely. it's not it's not a team. You know, once we beat Pittsburgh this weekend, we yep. got to play say the Chiefs. You know, we haven't played them all year. If we can't yep. practice against them, that's really going to hurt. Yep, and um, we have played them. Um, and I I think it's just one of those things. You know, we've almost got nothing to lose. Yep, agreed. You know, everyone everyone says you know Pittsburgh going to win. A lot of saying, you know, why, why clearly even bothering? Just, just forfeit, just absolute rubbish. Clearly, um, so I think we've got nothing to lose, and sometimes that's a great position to be in. It's nah, not, almost the perfect storm. Yeah, a totally. real David and Goliath type story. Yeah, and that's what the Cleveland boys love. A lot to lose for Pittsburgh as well. A so lot to much lose to for lose. Pittsburgh. Big Ben, nearly forty. They've, they've, they started the year ten and 0, 11 and 0, whatever it was. They've really faded they've, since. Yeah, then. yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, we knocked them off last week. I don't care who's playing; it's hard to win in the NFL. And we beat them last week. We got the edge on them. Like, if they lose, if we lose this game, which we won't, uh, you know, not a lot of damage done. If the Steelers lose this game, it might be the last we see. Lasting Big effects. Ben. I was going to yeah. say Big Ben. Definitely, you know, next year, Big Ben's getting on. 
He's absolutely looking out that door. So no doubt. Obviously, thank you for that, Tommy. Fantastic. No, that's uh, right, mate. I can't wait. I feel like I know the game inside and out already. So you already know what's going to happen. Now. No doubt. Well, yeah, you <laughs> to watch. Uh, so no doubt. Running, running game. Open up for Mayfield. We've won. Early lead. We're done. No doubt. Massive game this week. And, um, you know, I've seen so many times in these playoff games that a playoff game can come down to just one play. Oh. One moment. One guy puts his hands up and says, get on my back, lads. We're going to win this bloody thing. All right? And here to tell us the man to look out for this weekend against the Pittsburgh Steelers is Connor with the very first ever installment of Harnish Figer's Hero. Now, I know it's Harnish Figer's Hero, but I'm just just for a special first episode treat, I'm going to extend it to Harnish Figer's Heroes. Oh, oh. Um, Just because I've gone with... You know, a classic standard guy that's going to really deliver for us. I mentioned him earlier. We talked about him a lot already. It's the grub, Nick Chubb. Oh, baby. Can never talk about Oh, the, the Steelers have fantastic passing defense. Um, yep. So we're going to have to we're gonna have to run this thing. We've been running this thing all year. Nick Chubb has been an absolute superstar for us. Um, and I, I, think that I think that they might play Chubb and Hunt a lot together rather than mm. subbing out. Um, just to maybe keep them guessing a little bit. Um, oh, I, could, yeah. I know, you know, it might be a little bit too obvious where we're just handing, you know, the first yep. first quarter, we're just handing off the chub, handing off the chub, handing off the chub. You know, play play the two big boys together. Um, Green's a great receiver. He's well. fantastic. He, yeah. So it, it opens things up. And their ability to block for one um, another as well. For sure. Chubb is averaging one touchdown a game. Mm. That, those are massive numbers. Yeah. Imagine, mm. imagine having a guy on your team who rocks up. You're like, we're getting a touchdown, and over today. a thousand rushing yards. It's it's absurd. It's absurd. It's a great season. Um, but he's not my Harnish Vegas hero. Well, that? Um, big call. Now this guy has had some moments this year to to win us games, to put us in positions where we can't lose games. And it hasn't quite hasn't quite worked out for him. Oh, Ooh. I know where this is going. Oh, I think DT knows where, know this, is where this is going. Our place kicker, Cody Park. Cody, oh. Cody Parkey. <laughs> now, I've got some. Now, I've got some good juju coming from. Oh, we've got man. bad juju, and he plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. <laughs> but we've got good juju this week with Cody Parkey. So. He's born the same day as my wife. Oh, shout out Mel. Shout out Mel. Love you, Dale. Um, now he's been bumped around, bumped around. So a little bit of background: 2014 drafted by the Colts. Next year goes to the Eagles. Year after that goes to Cleveland. Uh, comes to Cleveland, then goes away to the Dolphins, the Bears, the Titans, and now he's back with us. I think he was actually really solid the start of the year. Mm. He was great and hassle free. Ha- yeah, hassle free like all kickers should be. Yeah. Just get the job done. Um, and he's he's got to have learnt from you know, you know when he missed that Bears kick to well, beat the Eagles in twenty nine. I was just about to say you open Cody Parkey's Wikipedia book. Oh, um, oh, and the oh. first thing he says is Grim Reed. His most notable moment is missing the biggest kick in Chicago Bears playoff history. Everyone knows it as the double doink. Oh, the double doink. The double doink. This is a, this is this is a true yeah. redemption story. This is okay. it's rede- so I'm, I'm calling it late in the fourth quarter. Either the Browns are down by one, down by two. We work it to forty yards out, thirty-five out, or. We're up by six, we're up by seven, and we need to ice the game late. 
Who steps up? It's it's fourth down. We're we're fourth down. We're thirty five yards out. Mm-hmm. Cody Parkey steps up. He makes the shot. The Browns beat the Steelers. Bad juju from Cody Parkey gone. Bad juju from the Steelers gone. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger done for the career. I'm calling it Harnish Vegas hero. Cody Parkey. I like Cody's fan. I like I like fan. You didn't cop out and go towards the Mayfields or the Landrys. I'm on board with that. It was going to be a tough sell when I when I caught on to who you're going to say. I thought it was going to be a tough sell, but I'm re- I'm really about that. Cody Parkey, if there was ever a time to step up and just kick oh. one through the big sticks, it might come Sunday, brother. Redemption game or potentially the end of your career. So, <laughs> you know, let's, uh, yeah, get after it, big man. So that wraps up. Harness Flag is here. Well done, well, mate. I love that. Awesome. Awesome segment. So, uh, we're going to move into our final predictions. How do we win the game? Well, we've talked about how we win the game. How much do we win the game by? And, um, yeah, how do you see it going on on uh, Sunday morning slash Monday mid-morning here in Australia? You want me to start? Yeah, Tommy, go for it. Go for it. I think it's going to be a shootout. Where? Okay. I think it's going to be a big old shootout. Big Roethlisberger, he's got nothing to lose. 39, you know, coming into, I would suggest, one of the last seasons he's going to play. He's going to want to hit some targets. He's going to want to win them this game. I'm going Browns up 32-27. I like it. I like it, Tommy. 32-27. I I have a completely different perspective on the game. I think this is going to be a dogfight. I think this is going to be us running the ball, us trying to stop Big Ben from throwing it. I think we're going to do a great job. I think it is going to come down to the wire, an absolute dogfight. Browns get up. 15-13. 15, 13. 15, 13. The Cody Parker. And, and Cody Parker. Cody Parker. <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry. It's 13, 12 late. Is it, what, it's when yes. we're going to win this with five field goals. <laughs> Big chance. Big let chance. It, let, yeah. it yeah. let, let it be. Known. Let it be let known. Let it be known. Boys, the double doink is all forgotten. Fantastic. I love the uh, the, the differing uh, opinions there. I am more leaning towards Connor, however. Uh, I've just looked up the weather in Pittsburgh for Sunday. It is supposed to be 14 degrees. Are we talking Celsius or Fahrenheit? We're talking for our... Celsius okay. for Australian viewers. Um, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. No, for, uh, for, uh, for our millions of American viewers. And, and my keys to success earlier, I said running game and O-line. So, and I've gone to shootout, so I'm not sure what I'm going there. But look, 14 degrees, there's a chance of rain. Can I just say that is peak Cleveland Browns football weather. It's going to feel like home to the boys. It's going to feel like home. I reckon this goes down to the wire. I reckon this goes down to the wire. And I reckon the Cleveland Browns win it, obviously. And I think we win it 17-20. I like that. 17-20, like final scoreline. I'm going to back Baker Mayfield to make a huge play late in the mm, game. Like yep. Get us over the line. Maybe a two-minute drill. Maybe we're down in the last drive. Yep. Hollywood Higgins back of the end zone. Has a little drag race after the game. <laughs> Super happy with that, boys. So, look, Browns all around. Probably could have predicted that. But, uh, look, it's going to be a huge game, and I'm really looking forward to it. So, you know, I think that's going to – we've run for about 40-odd minutes now, which is fantastic. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show. Um, I want to give a shout-out to the Angry Browns fan again, uh, Raleigh Davis, and his uh, podcast, The Dogs of War, for the inspiration behind mm, yeah. um, the Dog Pound Down Under. Um, have a look. I'll attach a uh, – I'll attach a link to his uh, podcast on our uh, episode's description, as well as a link to the Tom Seipel story. So Tom Seipel's a, a, obviously a long, long-time long Browns fan. I, I read about this story before our game against Pittsburgh, and uh, basically the lad's battling away 
uh, with cancer. It doesn't look like he has long left. But, um, you know, uh, the old Angry Browns fan of the Dogs of War boys, they started a, a fundraiser. And they got they got Tommy to uh, to the to the Browns game on the weekend. Fantastic! Um, they got to see them win. Um, Baker Mayfield jumped on board as well, and his uh, his wife Emily. They put him up in a box. Uh, he got to meet Baker after the game. Got a free jersey, and you know all the Love all that. the feedback coming from Tommy is that he just he really made you know what's been a pretty dark mm. passion in his life. Really good. Other, a really wholesome story for everybody. If you want to go look at that, the links in the description. That's and, why we um, love the Browns. That's why we love the Browns. Exactly. And that's right. why we love Mayfield, the people's champ, the people's champion. So, um, look, thanks for listening. Jeez, uh, I hope we did all right there. I felt like it went pretty well. Um, Season I hope professionals, I'm, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean zero followers now. Who knows how many uh, in the, in a couple it years? Can time. only get better it can only get better <laughs> you'd, you'd hope, hope. You'd only, hope. One, only one way to go from here so any, any final words any final thoughts uh, Tommy excited Tom? pumped I'm ready I think you know this it reeks of browns <laughs> this game <laughs> just we're up against it love it the weather the weather's coming it's shocking COVID's hit the head coach he's, he's off <laughs> he's, he's, he's having dinner with the other coaches in a COVID box and the boys left out there to fend for themselves it reeks of browns and it reeks of a win love it all I can say, two words. Browns win. Browns win. I thought it was, was going to be Cody Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, this has been the first ever episode of the Dog Pound Down Under. We'll be back to review the playoff game. Hopefully, we're still alive in, uh, in season 2021. Go the Browns. Go the Browns.